I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 157 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, dads, I hope you enjoyed my two-day bachelor event. I have no more roses to hand out. My guest today doesn't deal with roses. He deals with dollars. And since he left the unemployment line, he has made millions of them. He went from being on the unemployment line to multimillionaire in three and a half years. He's got a great philosophy on life and fatherhood as well. Tyler Jack Harris will be here with me in just a minute. So please stick around for the interview. We are almost through the winter here, and boy, my middle son, Logan, is very upset that we hardly got any snow this year. He was really looking forward to shoveling driveways for the first time to make a few bucks. I try to instill that entrepreneurial or hustler spirit into my kids. Times have certainly changed. There used to be armies of us kids out there hitting the neighborhood with shovels every time that it snowed, trying to make a few bucks. But it doesn't seem like it's the same way anymore. And it just so happens I was watching one of my favorite 80s movies of all time with my kids the other day, The Goonies. And in the beginning of that film, one of the kids, they let the air out of one of the kids' bicycle tires. And Mikey yells, hey, my brother had a three. 376 lawns to buy those tires and that's the type of hustler spirit that I'm talking about that seemed to be uh, in the air with kids when I was growing up. I think there are still many opportunities for kids to hustle some dough, but it seems like it would be easier today to start a Shopify store with drop shipping than it would be to start a lemonade stand. So I'm trying to learn as much as I can about all that stuff. One guy who definitely knows a thing or two about making money is Tyler Jack Harris, and he will be out here with me in just a second. Tomorrow on the podcast, I'm going to have the host of the Dad Edge podcast, Larry Hagner, and Friday, former Navy SEAL Brandon Cruz will be here to close out the week. So keep it locked into First Class Fatherhood, and please spread the podcast podcast around to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let's help this podcast grow. And I can't say thank you enough for all your support, all the listener comments, the DMs, the emails. I know I haven't responded to all of them. I'm trying to keep up the pace here and I promise to reply to each and every one of them as time allows here. All right. So let's go guys. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to jump right into the action with Tyler Jack Harris. I'm Alec Lace and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, joining me now is a first-class father. He went from the unemployment line to millionaire in just three and a half years. He has sold more than 8,000 life insurance policies in that time. It is a big privilege for me to say, Tyler Jack Harris, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Man, it is an absolute pleasure to be here, and uh, I am a pretty new father, but I'll take first class. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's start here then. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I've got one two-year-old little girl, and, uh, and man, I've got my hands full. <laughs> wow, very cool. Are you one and done, or are you going to be working on that boy soon? And we, uh, my, wife's, my wife has informed me that we will be working on number two here soon, um, and that is good with me. I am I'm all about it. I'm the last male to my name, so I got a little bit of pressure uh, to have a boy, and uh, so we'll see if we can't make that happen at some point here. All right, that's the fun part of it right there. Uh, 
Now, did you do any type of uh, gender reveal party, Tyler, or did you uh, wait until the end to find out? Uh, we did. We did. We did a little gender reveal. We had a. Uh, we actually had a, a baseball. Not that I'm a huge baseball guy, but we had a baseball uh, that had you know the blue or the pink you know powder inside it, and we went out to this baseball field and did a big photo shoot around that. And um, not gonna lie, it took me a couple swings to uh, get back into the, the swing of things, and uh, finally knocked knocked the ball and turn bright pink and I mean I was excited as I could be. It's uh having a girl has definitely been humbling but uh it's been the greatest experience in my life, I can tell you that. So cool. Yeah, it took me four shots to get the girl. If we didn't get her on the fourth try, we'd have five by now. <laughs> I'm sure. What's been something unexpected, Tyler, about having a baby girl that maybe uh kinda caught you off guard? Man, I, I think every single second of it has been uh, unexpected because I really, you know, I, I had no expectations coming into it. But, you know, my daughter is a is a daddy's girl just through and through. And, uh, and man, you know, she's at that age now where she just turned two last September. And so really becoming, you know, an actual human being now and her personality and, and how fast she's learning and, and I have been, I think, surprised with how much just I genuinely enjoy, like, she's fun to be around. Like, it, she, I crack up every time I'm around her. We just laugh and we have so much fun. And and uh, it's, just been, it's just been the most incredible experience so far. And uh, I'm getting fearful of those teenage years because I've got a lot of friends with teenage daughters. And it's just terrifying to the core. But uh, I am just soaking up every second that I can while she's at this, you know, beautiful, just uh, learning and exploring and, and progressing age. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that, Tyler. My daughter is only four years old, and I'm already dreading those dating years myself. That's even more incentive for you to crank out that boy now. Exactly, exactly. I need, <laughs> I need some, some reinforcements. <laughs> yeah, and it's great to hear you talk about your daughter that way, too, because I think one of the big misconceptions about fatherhood is that becoming a dad ruins your life, and it's the end of the world, and just through the pop culture, the way dads are always portrayed as being you know, down and out. Younger guys get this wrong idea of what fatherhood and family life are really all about, and that's why I think it's important for them to hear the testimony about fatherhood from so many successful people like yourself. Absolutely. But I mean, I, I truly believe that it's the, it's the best thing I've ever done um, and, and hope to hope to do it again here at some point. And it's just, it puts everything in, in perspective. And, and to be honest with you, having a daughter, especially, you know, the, the way I go about my life and the things that I do, the, the, the choices, the decisions that I make, you know, my wife is extremely strong, independent woman and the way I look at things now is through the lens of, of my daughter's eyes. Because, you know, if I were to, to mess up, you know, do something stupid, my, my wife should be fine. <laughs> you know, she'll, she'll go on and, and live a great life and find somebody else. But I look at every decision I make now through the lens of my daughter's eyes. You know, what's, what's my daughter going to think if she finds out that I did this? And it's, a, <laughs> it's an extremely powerful way to view the world. And um, and honestly, has been has been a very big source of of strength for me uh, in looking at the world that way. And I'm super super proud of that. And and it was probably a a surprise at first in in that perspective. But man, it's been uh, it's been a powerful part of my life. Yeah, very well said, Tyler. Please take a minute here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. 
Sure. I, I'm, I'm an ordinary guy uh, trying to do extraordinary things by putting in the extra. And so for me, that extra is just work, just putting in uh, more work than the average person. And my life really, uh, as far as the story, got started about four and a half years ago when I found myself um, broke, in debt, depressed. I'd been through a failed marriage, failed business, and uh, finally had one of those um, take ownership moments, one of those look yourself in the mirror and realize that, hey, you are exactly where you are because of the decisions and, and things that you have done in your life. And um, at that point, decided to what I call wage war on personal change. It wasn't just a, hey, I want to become a better version of myself or you know, let's get into some self-development. I completely waged war and became a different person from the inside out. And uh, During that time, some mentors had come into my life, and I got into business with them. And over the course of the next four and a half years, everything changed. I mean, over the next 12 months, went from being flat broke to making over 300 grand in commissions. 12 months later, over 450. 12 months later, over 650. 12 months later, became uh, one of the owners of our insurance agencies with over 200 agents across the country. And uh, so it's been a, a whirlwind over the last four and a half years. Uh, my daughter coming in about uh, two, you know, almost two and a half years uh, into that process. Um, but it's been um, the most rewarding experience I've ever gone through because when you actually are doing the work to earn it, it makes it so much better. Like I, I can't fathom having these incredible results and not looking back and saying, yeah, it's because I did an insane amount of work. Like I love the fact of doing the work that nobody's willing to do and then getting the results that, that no one else is able to reap the benefits of. And so it's uh, it's been a crazy process. Two years ago, started documenting it all on social media uh, just as a way to pay it forward, a way to give back and you know, I feel I'm, I am blessed uh, to be a blessing to others. And so with all the stuff that I do on social media, I don't sell anything. I don't monetize anything in any way. So we've got two podcasts, daily blog, weekly blog, uh, over 5,000 pieces of individual content put out on social media over the last uh, two years as simply a way to, to pay that forward for those mentors that came into my life, hoping that I can be that for somebody else. What an incredible story, Tyler, and it speaks volumes to the possibilities available to everyone once they make these changes in their life. So many dads right now, I think they're working in jobs that they hate and they feel trapped there just because it seems too risky to pursue a passion and let down their family if they fail. Even for the unemployed dad out there right now, I'm sure he would love to hear something he could apply to turn things around, especially listening to how you went from the unemployment line to successful millionaire so quickly. Uh, so what's one piece of advice you could offer to the unemployed dad right now uh, to kind of give that guy a motivation or or a little bit of hope? I think you know, the biggest encouragement was when you take full ownership and, and understand that everything is your fault, you you break free of the handcuffs. You basically take the key back from everybody else that you've been putting the blame on, and you allow yourself to break free because the, the encouragement and the understanding of that is, hey, if I got myself into this, then I can get myself out of it. And I think a lot of us are still playing this blame game, which I played for – probably two or three years saying, oh, well, my wife did this or my former employer did this or my business partner did that or this person did that. And as long as you keep pointing your fingers outward, you're going to get nowhere. And as soon as you point those fingers back towards you is when you can actually take steps to get yourself out of the situation that you're in. And so for me, it was that encouragement of knowing, okay, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Every single thing is my fault, and now that means that I can work myself out of this situation, but work 
was the only variable that I could control at that time to get myself out of it. And so if you're unemployed right now, if you're if you're employed but in a in an opportunity or a or a career that you just don't feel is for you, then you can do something about that. You have the ability to make that change. And you know, there's an interesting thing about patience. You know, the most patient people I know, the things happen the quickest too. Um, which doesn't make you know, a lot of sense, you know, surface level. Uh, but I think that patience is an important element of the process because when you know that you have a, a long life ahead of you, that no matter if you're 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, that you have plenty of time left, uh, gives you the ability to make the right decisions, not the haste decisions and the maybe too risky decisions because you're trying to make up for lost time. I think that's where a lot of fathers are at right now is they feel like, man, I've made this bad decision, I've made this mistake, I've made this bad decision, and it's put me here, and I have to make up for time lost. I have to um, you know, recover from all this time that I've spent in the wrong opportunity or in the wrong career or making the wrong decisions. And they start making decisions based on that lack of patience, which ultimately become too risky, um, lead them down the wrong path. And the important thing is to know that, hey, you can make a change today. It may take a few years, but as long as you're doing the right things compounded over time, then ultimately it's going to lead you to where you want to go. But it all starts with taking ownership and, and taking that blame on yourself. Well said, and I've only been applying most of these principles of ownership recently in my life, and the results have really been incredible. Uh, but Tyler, it seems like the message being put out there from our society or, or from our pop culture is aimed at telling people that it's not their fault and, and that there is someone or something else to blame for why they are where they are. And that may be a poisonous message that prevents uh, many people from moving forward. Sure, and, then, and, and certainly there's those things that happened to you as a child or things like assault and abuse and things like that. And, and I always get that, you know, message, that DM, as soon as I start talking about everything being your fault. And of course, those things aren't your fault. However, letting those things control you 10 years, 20 years, 30 years later is 100% your fault. And so it's not about what happens to you in life. It's about what you do in reaction to the things that happen to you. And so to me, that's why that's, that process is so important because just like you said, you had to change yourself before you could change your circumstances. And that's the way now that I look at every single thing in my life, every goal that I have, like the goals that I have for 2019, I don't think about what are the things that I have to do to get it. I think about who is the person that I have to become to be the person that can achieve those things because everything starts internally and then works its way out. And so if I can just constantly, every single day, focus on who do I have to become today to accomplish the things that I need to do today? Who do I have to become this year to accomplish those goals that I have for this year? It's a whole different perspective. And to me, it's a more holistic approach uh, to success. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, it is time to get an important word from our sponsors, then back with more with Tyler Jack Harris. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Seat Geek. Taking your kids to the ball game is one of the greatest experiences in all of fatherhood. And now, First Class Fatherhood has partnered with Seat Geek, and you could save $20 off your next ticket purchase by using the promo code 
first class. That's one word, first class. Maybe you want to go to a Broadway show, a concert. SeatGeek has the best prices for a wide variety of events. It's a slam dunk deal, dads. Get over to www.seatgeek.com and use the promo code FIRSTCLASS to get $20 off your next ticket purchase. SeatGeek.com. Uh, now, with all the success that you've had, Tyler, and the financial stability that you've made possible for your family, does that concern you at all that your child or children eventually uh, will be growing up with, with that type of uh, financial security? Because many times we see kids who grow up wealthy lead less than pleasant lifestyles once they grow up. Do you ha- does that give you any concern? or do you, Are you taking any plans or precautions uh, to kind of prevent that from happening? You know, it's something that that certainly crosses my mind uh, on a regular basis. But I think the the best thing that I can do is just lead by example. Like I, I don't want my daughter to ever look at me and the successes that we have and ever feel as though anything was handed to me um, or given to me. And so if she is able to constantly see the work that I'm putting in and seeing the effort that I'm putting in and the intent behind the effort that I'm putting in. Um, then she will quickly understand and, and grow to understand that uh, synergy between work put in and results coming out. And and that's what I think we all hope to show our kids is that, hey, you put X effort in, you get X effort out. If you put 2X effort in, you get 2X effort out. And I don't want to ever be in a position where I am not living that out every single day and I think the best thing that we can do for our kids is just show them what it looks like to be successful, uh, not just let them enjoy the fruits of our success. Yeah, it's really one of those things that presents a unique challenge because most of us uh, are trying to provide a financial wall of security around our families, or that's the goal anyway, to make a lot of money so that our kids never want for anything. But in the process, we kind of take away their opportunity to overcome some of those struggles or obstacles. And most of the successful people that we see or read about, they're people that have had these obstacles to overcome. But then once they make it, it's hard to really simulate that hardship for their kids. Yeah, and I think I think if we look just across the board, we could take people that came from a successful family and an unsuccessful family, and children have an equal opportunity to screw their lives up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I look at myself. I mean, my my family did well, um, but I certainly took every opportunity to to screw my life up um, at a young age, and <laughs> and and so I don't think you know whether you know, whether my family modeled the perfect life or, or the worst life, that that, re- that that really would have made a huge difference on the decisions that I was making. But growing up, I saw my dad as the hardest worker still to this day that I've ever seen. And so I knew that there was a, that there was a distinct relationship between hard work and results. And that's something that stayed with me for the rest of my life. Very cool. All right, you have sold a couple of life insurance policies, uh, something like more than 8,000 of them, so it would behoove me not to ask you for a little input on that. What advice could you give to a dad out there who's in the market right now for a life insurance policy, but he doesn't know which one may be right for his family? Um, I think it's it's finding an advisor that you can trust. Uh, that's going to be key. Um, you know, products are products, but really it's the advice uh, that's given to you, uh, you know, surrounding those products in, in a, in a approach that is specific to you and not just, you know, thrown out there to everyone. Um, you know, one product may be perfect for me, may be terrible for you, 
based on your circumstances. So looking for someone that sits down with you and doesn't just tell you about all the features of a product and why it's so great, but someone that sits down with you and wants to know more about your situation uh, and get to know you and get to know your you know, goals and aspirations, gets to know your financial situation, and then finds the best product because they have access to all products to, to create the best possible outcome. Uh, I think a lot of people will try to get you to be you know, the, the, the square um, that fits into their square versus looking at you and your situation and finding the exact right shape that fits you. And I think that that's a better approach. Someone that looks at the entire situation as a whole. Okay, that's some great advice right there. What's next for you, Tyler? You've had all this success. What type of goals or plans do you have for the future? Man, we've got a lot of different things that we're doing, especially through social media. Uh, I'm doing a lot more speaking now. That's that's really kind of the natural progression uh, with what I'm doing. I've got uh, a huge speaking engagement coming up uh, this weekend at Disney World, a, a keynote that I'm doing. And I'm really looking to do more of that. And just, you know, what we, what we do on social media, I call it scaling impact. Uh, and impact ultimately is the ROI uh, that we're looking for. It's the messages, it's the comments from people that, you know, say, hey, I saw this one post that you did. I've been following ever since. And over the last six months, you know, these things have happened in my life and it's changed my life. And, and that's ultimately what we're trying to do. Because for me, you know, looking back just four and a half years ago, and I love the fact that it was just four and a half years ago because I can still remember what it feels like, what it tastes like, what it smells like. You know, I needed someone to come into my life and help me out when I was in that bad time. And so those mentors did that for me and, and kind of breathed life back into me. And if not for them, I would not be here. And so just trying to be that for somebody else, even to a much smaller degree, uh, through the use of you know, social media is, is what I aspire to do and, and what I think we can do on a, on a very large scale because of the access that we now have. Uh, using the internet and social media and podcasting and all these things. It's just, you know, to to be a positive message, but a real message in a vast sea of noise that is social media. Yeah, it is awesome to see people like you spreading your message out there on social media because it is a wasteland of content that could be so damaging to an undeveloped mind. But there are pockets of light as with the content that you're pushing out. So that's awesome to see. All right, last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Tyler. I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast. You're a fairly new father yourself, so I'm curious to hear your answer. What type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Man, so the best way I can answer this is a process that I went through last year. And, you know, with all the stuff that we're doing on social media and all the documentation I'm doing of my life, you know, I kept looking at it all and saying, like, this is, this is my legacy, you know, all this footage, you know, my, my daughter's going to be able to watch this when she's my age and, you know, how incredible is that going to be? And, and I was working uh, with, with the first coach that I've ever hired and he kept taking me through this process of just asking me why, well, why are you doing that? But why? And, and I kept going back to that, you know, it's my legacy and, you know, these videos are going to live on forever. And he would say, but why? Okay. Well, what does that look like? And why? And finally, after about 11 hours, of him drilling down through this process with me. He said, hey, I'm going to go grab a drink. I want you to write down just what you're thinking right now. And so he came back about 15 minutes later. He goes, all right, let's, let's just read word for word what you wrote. And at the top of the page, I wrote, what type of legacy am I really building 
if my daughter's going to have to watch these videos to hear the words that should be coming out of my mouth to her in person? And my coach said, bingo. <laughs> now, he said, now we can get started on, on what's really important. And at that time, over the last three and a half years prior to that, you know, I had spent 200 plus nights in a hotel every single year, uh, three to four nights a week. I was, I was on the road working. And over the last eight months, I've been home, period, uh, working from, from our office here in Greenville, South Carolina. And it's been this gigantic priority shift when I came to that realization um, that all this stuff that you're doing for your family is great, but unless you're there with your family and allowing them to go through that process with you, what does it really matter? And so it's been a gigantic priority shift for me. And so my advice is just, you know, going all in is so important. But going all in in all areas is the key. And so when I'm home, I want to be 100% home. There's a big difference between being present and being available. Uh, there's a big difference between listening to someone and listening with your eyes. And so I want to be fully present all in when I'm at home. And that's what gives me the ability to be fully present and all in when I'm not at home, uh, when I am working. And I think this idea of work-life balance is an absolute joke. To me, it's just being able to recognize the imbalance as quickly as possible and then adjust accordingly as quickly as possible. And the faster you can recognize those imbalances and then the faster that you can adjust accordingly, the better off you're going to be. But this idea that one day you're going to finally be in balance is absolutely ridiculous. It's just being willing to make those adjustments when you do realize that things are out of balance and that becomes a huge key. But to me, that's been a, the biggest probably shift, paradigm shift and, and priority change in my life. And I think that it, it may help someone right now that's burning the candle at both ends to realize what's really important. Very well said. Great advice. I love the message. You are a first-class father. And I got to say, Tyler, Jack Harris, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Man, thank you so much. And thank you for what you're doing because this type of podcast is what's needed. Uh, it's, it's what's needed for those guys that, that are out there just trying to make this thing work and flying by the seat of their pants. They need direction and they need to see other influential people that are struggling with the same things and that are figuring it out and that are able to pass those lessons down. It's, uh, it's a very, very admirable uh, thing that you're doing and I, I couldn't uh, appreciate it anymore. Thank you for that, Tyler. I appreciate that. I'll be back with a couple of final thoughts in just a second here. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Tyler Jack Harris for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And then lock it in. We still got more action coming your way here on the podcast. Tomorrow, I will be joined by a fellow fatherhood podcaster, Larry Hagner, the host of the Dad Edge podcast, is going to join me. And then on Friday, we're going to close out the week strong with former Navy SEAL Brandon Cruz. All right? That's all I got for you guys today. I am Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. <laughs>